Welcome to Almost Here, Round the Corner of Future Technology podcasts with Richard Jacobs. Future technologies poised to transform our lives for better or worse are the focus of this podcast. Almost Here means these technologies are now here and starting to be used, or just around the corner, from Bitcoin to artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but we'll showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to bftexpo.com. That's blockchainfuturetechexpo.com. Thank you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Future Tech Podcast. This is your host, Juliet Lamar, and I have with me on the line Anna Jen. She is the Director of Augmented Reality Solutions at Epson.com slash Movero. I'm so excited to talk to her. Augmented Reality is always something that I'm interested in. Welcome, Anna, and thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me on. So why don't you just give us a, an overview of, of Epson and what you are working on? I know uh, most folks know about Epson as a printer company, so they're probably yes. scratching their they're probably scratching their <laughs> head going augmented reality in Epson. You know that seems a little bit of a mismatch. But what most folks don't realize is that Epson is actually the world leader and manufacturer of projectors. So if you think huh. about projectors in the classroom, projectors uh, for home theater, projectors uh, for conference rooms, Epson is is a leader in uh, projection technology, even uh, in all of those types of categories. So when you think about augmented reality glass, they essentially are little projectors projecting digital data uh, on these prisms that are in front of your eyes. And so if you ever take a look at a pair of um, augmented reality smart glasses, you'll see that the majority of them are uh, projector-based. And so since we're the world's largest manufacturer of projectors, uh, we it was natural for us to 
enter the market. And not only that, it was natural for us to be a leader in terms of the technology because we are a company that does our own R&D, does our own uh, engineering and design, and our own uh, manufacturing of key components, and even the uh, final assembly of our Moverial Smart Glass. Wow. So we're fully, so, integ- yeah, we're fully integrated <laughs> in, in this area. Yeah, I mean, that was my first thought. I was like, Epson, printers, augmented reality, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> I was going to say, when you think about it, um, you know, uh, augmented reality glasses on, in terms of would have a little projector on each side of the temple legs. So if you think if they look a little bulky mm-hmm. on the side, that's because there's a little tiny silicon OLED uh, projector in the Epson Moverio smart glass. Wow. So we put on these these smart glasses and you have a little remote, I'm assuming, by looking at the pictures of the remote in your hand, and in your glasses, you're seeing an amplified projection of like a screen? Of the uh, of a digital overlay. So in augmented reality, the user uh, can see the real world, the physical real world, and digital content is overlaid on that real world. And the way our Epson Vario works is we are what we call a standalone AR smart glasses. So we have a controller that you hold in your hand. And I always like to describe our Epson Moverio as a kind of a um, tablet, a, a, a tablet where you're wearing the, the display of the tablet, but what you control in terms of the processor, the Bluetooth antenna, the uh, computing power, the battery, um, is all in your hand in that little uh, controller. So think about a tablet where you actually physically touch the screen. Well, in this case, since you're wearing the screen, it's a little hard, to, a virtual screen is a little hard to touch. So we have this little um, controller with a trackpad that you navigate like a mouse. That's so fantastic and very user-friendly. And I also see here um, that you have prescription lens um, attachments. So if you need a prescription lens when you're looking at something, you guys have already thought of that. You already have an accessory for that. We actually have several accessories. One is the lens insert, but the glasses um, was designed to fit over folks who wear prescription glasses as, as well. So in uh, my case, I wear prescription glasses, and the Moverio uh, BT300 fits perfectly fine uh, on my face over my glasses. But for folks who might be wearing the Moverio for more um, work-related activities where they're wearing it for longer periods of time, uh, certainly the lens uh, insert helps um, kind of make it a a lot more comfortable. We also have um, lens shades. Uh, so because you wear these glasses indoors and or outdoors, um, we have lens shades so that when you're in the bright sun, uh, you have you still have that contrast and you're um, basically sunglasses for the glasses. Oh, excellent. I mean, this is I just I just watched Ready Player One last night. And so this is very uh, <laughs> timely for me because in the movie they wear glasses and they go into an augmented reality video game. Um, what? industries are you seeing the most interest from in regards to this? Um, you know, is it is it the gamers? Is it people who are at, you know, a desk job that need an extra screen? Tell me a little bit about the people who are really using this technology. That's, that's a great question. We actually um, have been in this market since 2011. 
Uh, so we were one of the first uh, in the category, even before the category was called smart glasses. Back then, we were like, what do we call this thing? Do we call it a transparent display, a wearable display? And over time, um, the industry has settled on smart glasses. And so uh, starting from 2011, it was more kind of a dev kit back then. And uh, we have learned through the years that the market, especially uh, not surprisingly, the commercial enterprise uh, market has more immediate application. Um, obviously, because of the, um, you know, they see benefits and they can calculate the return on the investment. And one of the areas is what we call remote assist, where let's say you have a field tech on the field uh, repairing an equipment, and it's a piece of equipment that they haven't seen. So they're able to use the glasses because it's got a front-facing camera. And because uh, the controller is uh, essentially running Android, they have an Android app running on the controller that allows them to call back to the remote expert. And the field tech and the remote expert is able to have a dialogue and the remote expert send information, repair information to the field tech so that he uh, wears the glasses, sees the information, and more importantly, has his hands free to do the repair. so that's, is the person uh-huh. that they're communi- communicating with, can they also see the same screen that the, the worker is looking at? Exactly. So, well, so the field tech usually will see a, uh, nothing in front of them because you don't want to obstruct their view. Mm-hmm. But because, because they're wearing the glasses and having their hands repair the equipment, the front-facing camera on the glasses is feeding, sending a video feed back to the remote. Oh. I see. Yeah, so the, and yeah, so the remote expert can like take a snapshot and circle and say, "Hey, take a look closer look at this." Send it back to the field tech so the, "Oh yeah, I need to I need to take a closer look at this part of the equipment." Or let's say they need to um have a re uh, pull out a board and have the remote expert take a inspection. They're able to take that board out and hold it up to the camera and have the remote expert, um, you know, see what the problem is. So this allows for kind of a faster repair and more importantly, uh, hopefully reduces the need to turn to repair it again. So um, you know, uh, reduce downtime for the customer and reduce, you know, service time uh, for the repair and making sure that he or she does it right the first time. Um, so yeah, the, uh, the clarity of communication is unprecedented. They're seeing what you see. Exactly. It's kind of a see what uh, see what I see, a remote expert. And this allows the remote expert to be able to um, help many field techniques uh, at once. If you think about a company, they usually have a junior uh, field tech who's maybe not as experienced, and they have the senior tech that's very experienced, very valuable. But to send him or her out on a, tr- on a call, um, it may not be the most of can use by having that remote, by having that expert. Um, be able to support many field tech as system level support in real time. That's extremely valuable and extremely costly. Again, for the end customer, there's a benefit of reduced downtime as well. And I'm also so, I'm looking here at the um, the drone technology that you've implemented this into, and I'm thinking of people who repair power lines or repair you know things things in high buildings. This is also going to help them be safer because they don't have to personally go up there to check out the problem. They can see what the problem is and then fix it 
Precisely. Exactly. So we actually have a second use case for Moverio, and this is one of our currently one of our most popular um, applications from uh, both a consumer, prosumer, and um, and public safety perspective. So as you mentioned, the drone. Uh, a lot of folks when they fly a DJI drone, they they use a phone or a tablet. But the challenge with using a phone or a tablet is under the bright sun, it's really hard to see that screen. And you also have your head down versus heads up seeing the drone. So that can become potentially a safety. With the Moverio glasses and the DJI drones, you're able to wear our glasses and be able to run the DJI Go and Go 4 app and be able to see what the drone sees. So this allows uh, you to have what we call a heads-up flying experience. Um, so you don't have to, and this is where the sunglasses for the glasses come in, right? If you're a drone pilot, <laughs> you're most likely outdoors, and you want that sunshade, um, again, to, to block out the sun and, and increase that contrast in the sunlight. So um, it's been wildly uh, popular with DJI uh, drone pilots. Uh, at the consumer level, uh, we actually sell these glasses at B&H, at some of the uh, DJI specialty stores, um, you know, BestBuy.com, Staples, Amazon. So, you know, it's been very popular with what we call the DJI pilots. And one of the applications, as you mentioned, is inspection, infrastructure, inspecting rail lines, inspecting power lines, um, especially after a natural disaster or if there's, you know, some weather effects. Um, you want to do a very quick, uh, quicker or faster inspection, or if it's fairly remote, it makes it a little bit easier as well. And the other aspect is um, that, that the DJI drones are used for is in public safety. So think about you know, search and rescue, first responder types of um, applications. So that was my first, drone test. my first thought. I said search and rescue for sure after a natural disaster or, you know, if there's a, like we just had you know, the Boston Marathon, they use drones to do security checks. You know, have the drones mm-hmm. flying around the crowd, seeing if anything's do- anyone's doing anything shady. Um, yeah, all great uses. Yes, exactly. So especially when some of these, some of the higher end drones have like the infrared or thermal imaging cameras. Um, you know, you're able to, in a search and rescue situation, cover a lot more acreage. Um, you know, and accurately as well. So our glasses. Um, again, can be used for what they call first-person view, uh, essentially see, uh, see what the drones, um, and that's, uh, again, a, a hugely popular application. And another application that most people don't think about for these glasses, uh, for the Moverio glasses, is arts and culture. Um, over in Italy, we actually have uh, about 15, uh, one of our uh, partners has about 15 cultural sites in Italy where, including the Leaning Tower of Pisa, where they sell tickets, augmented reality tours. Um, huh. So if you're, if you're at the Leaning Tower of Pisa, you can go and rent the Moverio glasses or buy a ticket and um, get these glasses and have an augmented reality tour of the entire. So this allows... Wow. Have you done that yourself? <laughs> you know, I'd love to go to Italy, <laughs> uh, but I haven't been to Italy yet. This is one of my uh, colleagues in Europe is managing that project. But guess what? The company is called Art Glass. Uh, great name, uh, and our glass is coming, has come to the U.S., and one of the uh, first places that they've done a tour 
is at the at James Monroe Highland. So if you're in Virginia, drop by James Monroe Highland and um, experience an Art Glass AR tour with the Epsom Ovario glasses. Uh, I won't spoil their surprise, but they've got a few other cultural sites lined up as well in the U.S. So it's going to be um, it's going to make it really fun and interesting the next time you go to some of these cultural sites so you can get an augmented reality tour. And maybe even an augmented reality slash drone tour, I could imagine, places such as the Grand Canyon or Niagara Falls. You get a tour, but then you can also maybe have an augmented reality drone shots where tourists have never gotten to go before. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a great idea. Um, we'll have to we'll have to find someone to um to write the software for that. And that's one of the exciting things about the Epson Ovario glasses is that we uh, run on Android. So essentially, anyone can develop uh, AR applications for the Movario glasses. They know how to write Android. And if they want to do games, as they know Android and Unity, then um, you know they they can actually write their own applications. And because our, our glasses are um, kind of a specialty Android type of device, we actually have our own Movario apps market where folks can go to the uh, Movario apps market and download uh, games and applications optimized for the Movario glasses. Fantastic. So when someone goes into a store to buy these, so I guess where where can people buy them, and then what is the user experience once you get the package? Uh, great question again. Um, so we have a couple of different uh, models that are available for, let's say, a consumer to purchase. We have different models that are only available to commercial and enterprise customers. So for the consumer models, we we have two versions. One is called the Epson Movario BT300 FPV Drone Edition. So um, inside that box, you've got all the accessories um, to, to be able to use it out of the box uh, with DJI Drone. So the goal there is to make it easy for folks and, you know, when they open the box, there's going to be the sunshade, there's going to be a holder so that they can hold the controller in the remote um, of the DJI uh, drone. So then this way you have your hands free to, f- to fly the drone. And of course, um, you know, after you'll have to power up the drone, so there's a, uh, a power uh, power plug, you know, traditional uh, micro USB um, power plug, and then you want to power up the controller, and you know, you may uh, want to go and register on the Movero Apps Market to download uh, such an app. And for the drone pilots, we actually just have uh, a man posted an AR flight simulator, so they can go on the Movero, we call it the Movero Apps Market MAM, uh, for short. <laughs> on the Movero Apps Market, you can um, download an AR flight simulator. And so if you're a first-time DJI drone pilot, you can actually use the AR flight simulator to play an augmented reality flight simulation and at the same time practice using your DJI remote uh, uh, to a stick control. So, yeah, so we've actually... Uh, with this AR flight simulator, kind of combine augmented reality with um, flight simulation for your <laughs> So it's actually pretty wow. fun. I'm, I'm terrible at it because I have poor hand-eye coordination. But, <laughs> <my mind. laughs> but it's, a, it's a great way for folks to uh, kind of uh, practice flying a drone by basically flying a uh, virtual drone. So yeah, I can imagine kinda... that, that people might want to do that because drones are expensive. You'd go out and get your new drone 
and you crash it, <laughs> you might want to take a little drone course before. <laughs> or, you know, your friends and family go, hey, let me try that. And you're thinking, uh, here, here's a flight simulator. And if you can finish these games, we'll let you fly. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I was going to mention that the other uh, the other uh, model that's available is Movera BT300 AR Developer Edition. So that's uh, the one where drone, you know, you're not a drone pilot, but you're very curious and you're very interested in um, uh, creating augmented reality applications for smart glasses. Uh, so that's uh, the, that doesn't come with the flying a drone. Uh, if you don't fly a drone and you still want to program. Uh, augmented reality applications on the classes. I recommended um, AR Dev Edition. And the AR Dev Edition is available on Epson.com and also available at Amazon. FPV Drone Edition is actually um, quite widely distributed. It's uh, available at Amazon, BestBuy.com, Staples.com, Adorama, uh, some of the DJI retail stores. So that's... Uh, that's actually more widely available uh, than most people realize. Yeah, fantastic. I had no idea that I could buy these type of smart glasses at all those locations, and, and it would be so easy, and I could set up on my Android. Yeah, if you if you are an Android user, uh, learning curve is pretty uh, pretty short. But if you're an iOS user, you know, there might be a little bit of a learning curve to use Android. So uh, that's the only um, potential drawback. But so far, we, you know, it seems like people are folks, both Android and iOS, picking it up. Um, because, you know, if you're a drone pilot, you're pretty tech savvy. Mm-hmm. So Epson has, has gotten really the jump start on this, um, this kind of technology. And so where do you see Epson Mavara going in the future, in the next like three years, what are some of the things you've got on the, the plate? Well, um, looking at the past kind of gives you a hint of where we're going in the future. So, um, so I have some examples. Back in 2000, 2011, when we launched the Moverio BT100, the glasses, not including the controller, the glasses weighed 7.7 ounces. Today, the BT300 uh, glasses only weigh 2.5 ounces. Mm. At the same, yeah, at the same time that we reduced the weight of the glasses, we also improved the resolution of the glasses. Uh, back then, it was kind of a quarter HD, 960 by 540. Today, it's 720p, 1280 by 720. Then, on top of that, um, back in the BT100 days, we used an LCD uh, uh, display panel. Today, we use a silicon OLED panel. Now, what's the difference? With an LCD um, display panel, it almost, when you wear the good glasses, you see kind of the edge. It's almost like wearing a monitor on your face because you see the edges of the monitor. With silicon OLED, uh, as long as, let's say, the developer um, programs the background to be pure black, pure black is transparent. So uh, you actually have objects that seem to be floating in space versus mm. the BT-100, it's like you see a monitor and you see an object on that in that monitor. Um, so it's not as transparent. So it doesn't feel as augmented reality as um, the silicon OLED technology. So with silicon OLED, you get that true augmented reality experience where only the virtual object uh, appears in your field of view, but um, everything else you're seeing through to the real 
physical world. So um, that's a, you know, as you, as you can see, huge steps forward in the display technology at the same time uh, bringing the weight down to a more, uh, to improve wearability and exactly. And then we also had more sensors. So with the BT-100, there was no camera, so it really was more like a wearable. With the Moverio BT-300, we now have a 5-megapixel front-facing camera. And that's, in augmented reality, camera is part of that sensor that you need to uh, recognize uh, objects or surfaces. And then um, there's also a gyro in the glasses as well for head tracking. So it's mm. kind of cool. Some of, our some of our developers create head tracking games. Uh, using the sensor and the glasses. So instead of using the controller, you're just moving your head to play the game. And wow. um, and then and with, then with the camera uh, as well, we have uh, partners that have developed um, a platform for gesture. So you can actually uh, create apps, uh, gesture technology, and a friend face. Very cool. Well, I mean, this is just such an interesting and the more you think about it, a necessary step Towards the future, absolutely. And I and Epson as the leader in uh, projection technology, we're going to be in the forefront of bringing uh, new AR uh, glasses and technology to the market. Uh, and then also, you know, we go both small and big. We also have on the high end high brightness laser projectors for uh, big venues and events. So when you think about Epson, uh, you know, we're not just a printer company. We have uh, projector technologies that fit in smart glasses all the way up to, um, you know, high brightness uh, laser projectors for uh, so many possibilities, so many options. Well, Anna, thank you. Thank you for joining me today on Future Tech Podcast. This has been a really interesting and fun conversation. Well, I'm glad uh, you enjoyed it, and I can talk your year off if you let me. <laughs> we'll have to have you back on. I appreciate the offer, and I'd be happy to come back. Anna, thank you so much. Thank you. That was Anna Jen, the Director of Augmented Reality Solutions at Epson.com slash Movero. You can find all their products online, on Amazon, in Best Buy, all the places she mentioned. Such a fun and usable technology. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. This has been Juliette Lamar with Future Tech Podcast. Coming to Dallas, Texas, September 14th, 15th, and 16th, 2018, the Blockchain and Future Tech Expo. This is going to be a gigantic conference of over 5,000 people. We're going to be talking about blockchain and its applications. We're going to be talking about quantum computing, cybersecurity, artificial intelligence, and several other future technologies that are poised to and actually changing our lives as we speak. Here's why you should attend. As you may know, early adopters are the ones that investigated and profited from things like the gold rush in the 1800s, from the dot-com boom in the 1990s, from the internet boom in 2005, from the smartphone explosion in 2007, from the real estate boom that ended in 2008, and of course, from the Bitcoin boom that started in 2012. Early adopters act now. They don't wait till later. They go out west first in their covered wagons. They find the biggest gold nuggets. If you consider yourself an early adopter and you want to find the biggest nuggets, then you owe it to yourself to attend this upcoming conference. Blockchain is going to affect how we control and store our medical data, how we send money around the world, how we bank, and more. But artificial intelligence, quantum computing, and cybersecurity 
will play a pivotal role in our lives as well. And that's why our next event, September 14th to the 16th at the Dallas Convention Center, is going to have not only 5,000 plus attendees, but will showcase blockchain, AI, cybersecurity, quantum computing, and more. You want to get in on the coming gold rush of future tech and opportunity as an early adopter. Don't be left out. To register, go to BFTExpo.com. That's BlockchainFutureTechExpo.com. Thank you. You have been listening to Almost Here, Around the Corner Future Technology Podcast with Richard Jacobs. Subscribe to this podcast, post a review, to discover more future technologies that are poised to transform our lives for better or worse, such as Bitcoin, artificial intelligence, 3D printing, blockchain, virtual reality, and more.